0: Well, good Friday morning, everybody. It is Freestyle Friday, and I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 12th, episode 2618, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse world. It's Friday,
3: and And another another weekend weekend of riding riding is a a few short short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with
0: some fun guests and some really bad ads
3: enjoy the show
0: Well, good morning, everybody. I don't know how many people are going to be riding this weekend with the snow and ice and minus sub 20 degree temperatures across the country. Uh, probably us here in Florida and uh, those of people in Arizona, the two states.
2: I don't want to talk to you about it right now because what I had to do this morning just to even get my horses to have some water. And by the way, chickens need water, too. So that's hard because really? they're <laughs> little thin, little waters freeze over. This is just oh my god. It's supposed to be like a high of 3 on Sunday. Ugh.
0: I saw your Monday night supposed to be minus ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Why'd yeah, you move there? Yeah, this is very really fun. <laughs> I ask myself that every day. <laughs> Two NYPD horses named Samson and Freedom decided to get a little taste of freedom when they got away from their officers and took a little run through Brooklyn. There's a video, by the way. If you look that up, you can find it. Uh, they had a good time running between cars and traffic, and they just looked like they were having a party. Apparently, no. a sergeant and a police officer both assigned to NYPD's mounted unit, were on routine patrol when one of the officers had a minor medical episode. Now, they didn't say what that was. I'm thinking he ate something bad for lunch, is what I'm guessing, and had to run in someplace to go to the bathroom, so one guy was left holding two horses. Well, while they were dismounted, the horses became startled and ran away. Uh, they were galloping south on Ocean Parkway, and of course, there are 5,000 videos of this because everybody has a camera phone and they're wanting to use it when horses get away in the city. So uh, apparently, a, a bunch of officers responded and corralled the horses and uh, in about 10 minutes later, got them back into their trailer and returned to the stable. Uh, the officers this were fine. Is, this
2: is in Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> yes. Exactly. And there's
2: a, a, a road in Brooklyn called Ocean Parkway. Yes. That makes me think of Florida, not yeah. Brooklyn. It's like name it what you wish it was kind yeah, of thing. Exactly.
0: Maybe it was an Ocean Parkway at one point, but that's not, true. Not anymore. So, yeah, that was a little fun. Everybody had a little good time down there in Brooklyn uh, over the. Giddy up. <laughs> On today's show, we have uh, some fun guests joining us today. Uh, Gretchen Butts is joining us to tell us about the new USEA Classic Series long format. We're doing a lot more long formats again. And for non-inventors, we'll explain what that is and why, that, why it's becoming a thing again. We have a YouTuber on that I found called Marina Winner, and she has a great YouTube channel. Uh, I was sucked in. She does great videos, and I wanted to get her on. Uh, and she lives on an island. I want to talk to her about what that's like, having horses and living on an island. Plus, we have really bad ads because it's Friday. So we'll have those for you as well. But now it's time for some Daily Daily Winnie's. <laughs> two birthdays today. First is a host of Heels Down Happy Hour, Justine Brooke. Happy birthday to Justine. If you've never listened to Heels Down Happy Hour, it is a fun show. It's like Happy Hour, and there are three hosts on there. They have a great time. It's a it's a very popular show. does very well, so take a listen to that. It's on the Horse Radio Network. It's on our app or any podcast player. Also, Auditor Lisa Dowell. Uh, can, uh, happy birthday to Lisa. She was a past cruiser as well, so uh, we, we wish you both a very happy birthday.
2: <sighs> <sighs> #Hashtag Damn it, Zeus. <laughs> oh no. One of these things is not like the other, Glenn. If you go on to the Horse Radio Network Auditor's Facebook page, I posted a photo of this morning. Now, mind you, it is freaking freezing, like below, like way below freezing. It's like 10 degrees outside. And I'm driving down, I had to run, I'm driving my truck down to the barn because I'm not walking or driving a windshieldless. Polaris ranger to the barn because it's so cold. So I get into the truck after warming it up for a while and I started drive down the driveway and I had to stop and I took a photograph because I have a paddock with the, the, the senior horses in it, uh, I have a, a couple senior horses, my old show horse and, and Stanley and, and Zara's mama, and then a, a boarder who has a mare and they all live in this one paddock. And th- so there's three horses that live there and they have a round bell and they have water, they have a shed, like they're living their best life as senior, senior citizens. And I'm driving down the driveway and I look over and check them all and wait, a wait, a wait a second. Why are there four horses in the paddock? At some point, Zeus decided to leave his 20-acre field with a round (laughs) bale and pond and heated waterers that he can access through the barn and jump. Or I I don't know. He's wearing a blanket. And so we have electric fencing to separate uh, some yeah, of these because electric fencing is not
0: good on with blankets.
2: <laughs> well, wood prices are so high. We had to like separate the paddock somehow waiting yeah. for wood prices to drop. So we had to electrify a large section of the farm. So these senior horses have about five acres, probably a probably three acres and the other 15 go to the big paddock pasture. Son of a gun. He has somehow <laughs> gone from one end of the one side of the electro fence to the other. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it where, I mean, I, I can't. So maybe we have the one strand that is like four feet wide where I've made a gate. So maybe he put his head down and like ran underneath it because he's not getting shocked. Cause he's wearing a ginormous heavyweight blanket. Cause again, it's nine degrees outside.
0: I'm surprised Zeus is wearing a blanket at all, to be honest. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, do you know what? I I put it on him, and he was so angry that I put a blanket on him <laughs> I was that I was say. like, forget it, dude. And I walked down the paddock, and I'm like, unclip it all, and he just takes off running, and the blanket falls to a heap to the ground. And I was like, you suck it up then, bitch. <laughs> and uh, about two hours later, he was up at the barn waiting. I think I think I think I'll take it.
0: I'm looking and at the picture here like that you, you referenced, and I love the look in his face. He's looking directly at you, and he's <laughs> trying to figure out what his next move is. So I've, <laughs> I've been caught now. What's my next move? How can, can I, I not f- get in trouble for this?
2: <laughs> I mean, everybody's like, and the mares are like, who's this young, handsome, tall, short drink of water? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Jack, had, and I was like, you know what? You did me a favor. You did me a favor because he's been harassing Parker, my new thoroughbred. So I was like, since you're out in the big pasture, I'm going to put him in there and you're going to suck it up and live with these seniors until this whole thing blows over. Uh, so you know what? He did me a favor. Jackass.
0: <laughs> he does have that look on his face. It's probably like, the same oh, look he gives you every Here. time he does something wrong.
2: I mean, like <laughs> you literally left 15 acres to pin yourself in with some senior horses who also have a round bell. And theirs is not as big as yours because they've been eating theirs for two weeks. And you got one yesterday, you idiot. (laughs) But no, I'm going to leave that field that has access to water and all my friends that I play with. And I'm going to go into the senior field with their frozen ass water. And oh,
0: (laughs) Zeus is never happy wherever he is. He's just, the, he's one of those that it's always greener on the other side. Always.
2: It's and Chad's just... like, what What are we going to do with this horse? <laughs> Come on. And I'm not, this is the other day, and I'm like, Chad.
0: How many thousands of times has he said that in the less... last... <laughs>
2: Well, it's, it's, it, this horse is like the division in our marriage. Okay. <laughs> so like you, everybody knows there's like a dog that the wife loves, that the husband hates or something has happening. It's just a child. I don't know. Whatever goes on in your house. It's usually, in your a
0: it's usually a cat. A cat or something. Yeah.
2: And like, but here's the problem. Um, um, I'm like, I, 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 he drives me crazy too. Like I don't really particularly <laughs> care to manage a horse that legit like is always, it's now when I go to open, I have to open the front door. I'm going to video this for people. Um, I have to go in through the stall to open the back door to let them through the door. I have some Dutch doors in the back of the stall, but I have to walk in through the barn aisle and I have to open one of the stall doors and I'll turn around and latch it behind me. But I can't reach the bottom latch, which is what keeps him locked in because he can't reach it. So I have to walk in and I have to open the back door and he's the first jackass to come in (laughs) and I'll open it and he'll walk in. He walks right to the door, pops open the lock and takes off. (laughs) And it's every day, Glenn, but I don't know what else to do because I can't like latch myself in to lock myself. Up. I mean, it's all the time. And so, Jeff's like, what are we going to do with this horse? And I'm like, okay, well, here, I'll put him up for sale. That's what I'll do. I'll put him up for sale and say, hey, anybody want to buy this horse that's a complete Houdini that's mostly broken, has done a tendon, had some laminitis, has a EMS, and you can't have grass and all these things. Like, does anybody want that? No.
0: Oh, and by so, the way, stop. his hashtag is dammit Zeus, and and uh, there's thousands of people around the world that know that hashtag. Yeah, you're gonna I want this horse. <laughs>
2: never selling this horse ever because all somebody has to do is type in a hashtag Damn it Zeus, and they will see a myriad of posts that are the most frustrating frustrating. frustrating horse keeping management. So if anybody listening is like, you know what? (laughs) I have always wanted a Mustang that escapes everything that can have fresh grass that has done a tendon. Oh my God. uh, That
0: sounds like the perfect horse for me.
2: Contact me because today he's free.
0: And on that note, um... trying not
2: to cuss, like you know how hard it is for me not to cuss after the morning of chasing a Mustang around in pastures while it's nine degrees. Like I'm, like I'm so frustrated.
0: You know who's having a better day than you? And that's linebacker... Everybody. (laughs) That's linebacker Devin White. Uh, Devin White uh, finished his college career at LSU. Uh, He's a real horse guy, and he did very well in his college career at LSU. And he decided that he was going to take his horse, Daisy May. He had a couple of horses that he took care of while in college. And he took Daisy May. And uh, By the way, his other horse name was Ricky Bobby. So he took uh, Daisy May for a ride around the stadium at Tiger Stadium at LSU. That was his way of... uh, declaring victory well you know he got a job then devin white did with the tampa bay buccaneers and as you all know tampa bay buccaneers won over the weekend well he still has he still has his horses and he said you know what if i win the super bowl if we win the super bowl i'm going to take lombardi trophy and ride around the stadium and that's what he did on Wednesday. He brought his horse <laughs> to the stadium, and he took a ride around the stadium on Wednesday. There's video of that you can watch it too. And he's holding up the Lombardi Trophy. So there Maybe you go. He
2: wants a Mustang.
0: <laughs> yeah, he could probably use one. His horse was really good. I gotta tell you. But uh, there's video of that as well if you want to check that out. But uh, good for you, Devin White. We have a horse person that's also a football guy. He's on. The I defense. knew I
2: was cheering for the
0: Bucks for a reason. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products, and then we'll start with our first guest. We're going to talk a little long form of venting.
4: No words can describe the depth of the bond between a horse and his person. A kiss at the gate just before you turn him out. The soft touch of his muzzle on your hand as he scoops up the treat out of your palm. The warmth of his body under your legs as you saunter bareback across the pasture. The beat of his hooves as you gallop in perfect rhythm cross-country. The sensation of flying as you clear the oxer. The sense of peace that comes over you as you walk together down the quiet trail. The sound of him contently eating his dinner. The feel of his warm, soft coat under your hand. The feeling you get when it's just you and your horse. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by EquiJoule. Fight back against an energy crisis that can impact condition and performance. EquiJoule is a high-fat, low-starch and sugar formula that was developed to safely meet the energy needs of your horse. The horse that matters to you matters to us.
2: I'm pleased to have on the owner of Wardeka Horse Trials, Gretchen. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Jamie. Thank you very much for inviting me. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! As an eventer, who you know, I kind of started climbing the levels of eventing as the long format disappeared, and I right. never got to do a long format three-day event. But from what I'm understanding, are you're bringing it back?
5: We have brought it back, uh, and we have hosted our own long format. Now, under the contemporary term of classic, uh, a little bit of uh, you know <laughs> play on words there, making everybody but, feel um, old.
2: Gotcha, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Traditional,
5: um, but we have done this now for seventeen years. Wow. We have hosted a three-day event at Waradaka. It started out as a as a bit of a of a pilot program, you know, with a well, I would have to think, is it. It might have been a U.S. CTA at that point, uh, you know, now the U.S. EA. But, yeah, we, we, we're giving you that opportunity.
2: All right. Fantastic. Well, t- for those who don't know, uh, tell everybody the difference between the long format and the short format.
5: Well, in national eventing, we only have, um, you know, we have regular divisions, national divisions. And then we have the three-day event, which is now turned the classic. In international or FEI competitions, it's a little bit different. There is now a short and a long format within um, the international ranks, but that's a bit different than what we're doing nationally. So, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll focus my, my explanation on, you know, what we're doing for, uh, you know, for members such as yourself, you know, at the national level and it basically is you know you can go to a horse trial uh where all three phases are (coughs) conducted uh, dress eyes, you are cross country and then you're jumping Um, it could be held over a single day you know which is what we do here in the compressed format where a rider horse and rider come they do all three phases on one day and then leave Um, or it's sometimes held over multiple days Um, during the classic format it is a um a replication, if you will, of what is considered more the again a traditionalist speaking, but you know what really evolved from our history of the sport, you know from when eventing started uh, with the military you know years and years ago um and evolved itself into what was in the through the night well through the nineties and well eighties nineties sixties seventies really up until early two thousand as the true test of horse and rider, you know, the, the ultimate, um, the ultimate athlete, both in the horse and the rider. And that was in the long format, as you referred to uh, again, internationally at the start of our, our discussion Um, that uh, disappeared in I think 2004, because I think it was the, I think I wrote in the last Burley long format that uh, was offered and it was it was a move primarily through, well, really dictated, if you will, by the FEI, our international governing body for eventing, um, and really as a result of uh, a significant amount of European influence. And, um, you know, clearly it is, I mean, the FEI does represent all of us globally, but uh, it is quite a Eurocentric organization, you know, the philosophy and the the results, you know, have always been that way and pretty much continue to be so. And, you know, to their, um, you know, to their credit, um, to conduct, you know, a proper long format did require a lot of time, effort, and available land, as well as organizers who were willing to to organize and conduct, you know, that uh, extensive an event and it was very labor intensive in the preparation, but also in the volunteer base, you needed to you needed to have to be able to conduct it safely, if you will. Um, and land was, you know, hard to come by. Uh, people were <laughs> were hard to come by. And um, again, with a lot of push from internally, the long formats, the traditional long format disappeared, and it was replaced by, then we had CICs and CCIs and over the past 15 years, we certainly have gone through quite the evolution of changing that, you know, those letters, that alphabet and, you know, kind of the resultant competition as well. Um, so that's how we started here. Uh, there were a number of us who um, believed, you know, were actually experienced the, the true long format, um, you know, trained for it. participated in it, competed in it, you know, organized, uh, part of the organizing committee to do it. And it, um, you know, once you, I mean, it really, it made such a, such a meaningful impression to all of us as far as really, really, uh, developing yourself as a rider. And I think more importantly, your partnership with your horse, Mm -hmm. uh, which has not been able to be replicated since then. um, if you, you know, if you think about it, I mean, the time and effort it took to the hours and miles that it took for the horse and rider to prepare to be able to safely and properly complete a long format was, it was a lot. It was quite a commitment, but I there mean, were plenty who did it and, Yeah, you know, it, it rained for a long time. Uh, yeah, it
2: did. And uh, I just, uh, you're in Maryland. So uh, is that... Kind of the reason that they disappeared was because of the people and the land and all of that.
5: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, how many long formats do we have? Well, how many did we have? I think at that point we had what five or six in the in the entire world. Um, We had badminton, Burley, Hugh Mullen in Germany. We had, um, uh, let's see, Australia, uh, Adelaide.
4: Rolex, uh, Rolex of course. here,
5: um, and you know I, I could be missing one, but you know that was it. I mean they were they were few and far between, which even added to uh, the testament of them being you know such a such a um, a challenging goal to achieve. Very doable, and attainable, but you had to have your you know you had to have the right tools to do it, as well as the commitment. And um, so, but yeah. W-
2: So uh, what's changed to make everybody want to bring it back?
5: I think there were enough of us who felt it was important and it was a, to us, a measure of horsemanship that Mm -hmm. um, was being lost, you know, as far as what we had experienced ourselves and really felt was such an important part of our lives, you know, in shaping our our lives with our horses. Uh, And we just wanted to continue the opportunity. Um, and like now, you know, especially, especially for a lot of amateur adults, you know, it represents a, an attainable goal. Um, you know, it could be the pinnacle of their career. It could be the pinnacle of their year, you know, with that particular horse. But, but, uh, you know, if you want a new challenge or really want to test yourself or just want to see how, you know, how, what kind of a partnership you really do have with your horse, here you go. It it is, it is a true test for sure. Yeah, it is. And I'm horribly biased. I'll be the first to admit. (laughs) But, um, you know, we and I am blessed with a core committee of women who feel as I do. And, um, you know, we've just we've kept going. And now we have it, you know, it is a it is a one of our national series uh, the classic series is and I chair the task force of, you know, people again from across the country who work to create it and to sustain it. You know, I mean, that's That's the biggest thing. And I think we keep scratching our head. It's like, well, you know, how many (laughs) how many people even can remember what the long format was, um, you know, let alone have participated in it and would want to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're just we're thrilled with the fact that there are enough, you know, young people as well, that amateur adults who like, wow, you know, here's an opportunity for me to do something above and beyond just the regular horse trials, uh, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, with my horse. So what levels are you offering the long format, the classic format at at Waradeca?
5: We offer novice. Uh, we have offered novice training preliminary. Uh, this year we are adding modified, um, which is, this is the first year that we've been able to do that. Uh, just Congratulations. Of this, you know, rules and such. Yeah. there's uh, We're doing it. And then the only other event at the moment to offer, well, or to include modified is one that Christelle Carlson does out in Washington um, at her farm. So it's, yeah, it'll be like a little bit of a test run, if you will, to see how Modified does. But as you know, you know, Modified, that level has, is fairly new anyway in the, in the sequence of you know, levels that, uh, that exist. So it just seemed a, a natural transition for it to kind of fit into the classic series as well.
2: Now, for those that don't know, uh, you've got, you know, the, the recognized divisions are we've got beginner novice and we have novice and we have training and then preliminary was the next one, but training to prelim was a very big jump, uh, especially w- walking cross country. You'd be like, Whoa, this is training. And then that's prelim. Holy cow. It's a big difference. So this is a level. The modified is kind of come in between training and prelim to kind of like soften that gap, that big jump from training to prelim. Yeah. Yeah, exactly you, right. And how are you finding people's response to the modified?
5: Um, I think it, it's, a, it's a growing response. Um, initially, there was a lot of reluctance because if you think about it, uh, if you were going to enter an event, either a training or preliminary, you would choose either training or preliminary. Uh, and then when modified became available, it gave people another option. and. You know, I think it was a. I think there was that initial reluctance as far as, well, we'll let somebody else test it out and see how it, you know, see how it flies. But it has gained in popularity and in presence as far as you know. Yeah, it really does kind of meet a need for, you know, many riders. And looking at things from a safety standpoint, um, we're always looking at risk management, and this seemed a logical addition to our, you know, level sequence as far as hoping that people will, you know, not shortcut, um, but do the proper training and get the proper preparation and an experience, you know, going from level to level. And this just helped kind of safeguard that, if you will, I think. I I always...
2: I always thought that if you were riding prelim, it was almost like your job, you know, because it was su- right. it's such an amazing feat to accomplish. And, uh, I just always felt like the prelim riders, like that's, that's their job is to, yeah. to get that horse safely through prelim. I do remember when I lived in Arizona a couple of years ago, the modified division was starting to become popular in just the, you know, the, the dressage and the show jumping, because obviously to create. An entirely new cross country course would be a a big expense and a big challenge, but um right. that's exciting that you guys have taken that on and and made it happen uh, that's awesome
5: well and you you know you you bring up a good point as far as the fact that it is its own unique level um, and I think this may be why some organizers have not um kind of embraced it and offered it more. You know, I mean, there is, there is a, a financial cost involved and a labor cost involved of adding, you know, virtually an entirely new course. Um, you could certainly have some fences from training, some fences from preliminary, but we really do, you know, in our course design philosophy, we really do expect that, you know, your cross-country should represent the level, you know. There mm-hmm. really isn't any such thing as like a softer, a harder you know, training course. I mean, we know in reality, you know, there are, there are, you know, courses that we, we look through the omnibus and say, oh, well, you know, this would be a good early season. This would be a good, you know, move up course. This would be a good, you know, let me see how well I'm doing before I really consider, you know, changing levels. Um, but as far as cross country design and philosophy goes, you know, a, a prelim course is meant to be a standard, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and you know again it's a safety thing you know based on that but uh you know i think it's um but i know when when the level was uh was created it was with the intention of it being its own having its own standard its own identity and serving uh you know its own unique purpose which i think now it is
0: I got to jump in uh, here, though, Gretchen. We're running out of time. Glenn. Uh, yeah, I got to okay. jump in here be- as the horse husband in this mix. Um, <laughs> and having started out with my wife doing long formats in the day, uh, it- this is not horse husband approved because I would go down <laughs> to watch cross country and she would say, I'll see you in an hour, or you'll see me in an hour. I'll be somewhere right, back right, there. Right. You know, and
2: Flynn, yeah. yeah. your job is not to be there watching. Your job is to be at the 10 minute box with buckets and bags of
6: ice. Okay. <laughs>
0: Oh, it was you? nerve-wracking yes. as a horse husband to to have your wife, a, a newly minted horse husband, I'll add, uh, to have right, your wife right. say, I'll see you in a while. You're not going to see me for a long time. And then, oh, by the way, when I get back, I'm just starting the jumping part. So yes. Uh, yes. it was... Well, you,
5: you and my husband would, would yes, <laughs> you, you, would, you would share a lot of concern. Uh,
2: you know what my husband learned to do is he learned to stand next to somebody that has a radio. Yes. <laughs> so it'd be like, like, Smart man. Yeah. Forty-seven, Claire, Twelve. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Made it uh-huh. through that one. Well, Some Gretchen woman named
0: Jamie's can... on the ground uh, back yeah. here.
2: <laughs> oh. no, no, no! Don't say that. Well, where can people learn a little bit more or get in touch with you?
5: Um, through our website, basically. Okay. Uh, that's the easiest thing. W- is what's just go website? to the website and there's a. It's War Daka. dot Right, and right. there's a, you know, a contact, general information contact box. And well, my fantastic. wife may have written around WordDoc yeah, a few
0: times in the day, so, yeah.
5: Yeah, well, good. <laughs> good, we'll see. And, yes, we, um, yeah, I mean, we've been organizing since 1979, believe it or not.
0: That's about when so, we came into the picture, or when I came into the picture, and she. The, oh, when I we lived you. in central Pennsylvania, yeah, so we had to go to Maryland to show. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Gretchen, thank yeah. you. We're, we're out of time. We appreciate you stopping by.
5: Thank you, Gretchen. Okay, well, such a pleasure talking with you both. All right, bye bye. And thanks for what you do. Bye
0: bye. Uh, thanks. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that man, nine w- eighty go event in Maryland. <laughs> I haven't been to. I haven't. I haven't evented up in New England area. So it's, I've it- been to some of the horse trials uh, as a spectator, but I haven't actually. Competed. And there's a lot of them
0: up there. So yeah, we still have to get fair. up at two in the morning and drive four hours because we weren't. You know, in those days, we just weren't staying over. That wasn't a thing, or at least it wasn't a thing Jennifer did. Well, um, you know
2: what we would do? Um, I mean, if I, it was four hours, I would stay. But when I lived in Lexington, you would just go for your ride time, get back in the trailer, and yeah, go home. You that's know, right. I mean, that was just the way that you did it. And it's because that was everything was so close. But then you move out to Arizona and you're like, hmm, if I'm going to California, I'm sleeping over (laughs) that was part of it, but yeah, but new England, it's amazing. And Georgia too, you know, you had a lot of horse trials kind of in the area and, uh, yeah, new England, it's like there's, you throw a rock and you hit one. So it's, it's really cool. So anyway, yeah, you can check that out and, um, that's exciting that they're bringing those, bringing those back, I guess, for most places
0: our next guest up today, I stumbled across going down a YouTube rabbit hole. I was watching YouTube videos about horses, and Marina's uh, YouTube channel popped up. She is the Gypsy Equestrian, and Jamie, I want you to hear this one video, and this, this really got me, because it's something we've, every one of these things you've said over the last 10 years, but this video is titled, Things Horse Girls Don't Say. So keep that in mind, these are things horse girls don't say.
3: Wow, I have a lot of money in my savings account. That horse movie that just came out is so realistic. Your brother's girlfriend's aunt wants to borrow my truck and trailer? Totally. No, it doesn't bother me that people use my hay without asking, especially when they don't tie it up. Totally don't mind. I would love to take care of your horse for two weeks while you're in Hawaii. Oh, did you see Fashion Week? What color polo wraps do I want? Oh, I don't care. No, they don't need to match. All those people who say horseback riding isn't a sport are so right. I wish the vet would charge me more. Yeah, show me more pictures of your friend's granddaughter on a pony ride. I would love to see that, again. (laughs) No, you don't have to pay me back for all the grain you used. My hair always looks the best after I've been wearing my helmet all day. (laughs) Oh, you wanted a dressage saddle pad? This is the same thing. Is it muddy in there? I don't want to get my boots dirty. (laughs) I have enough breeches. Mares and geldings are like the same thing. I have so much (laughs) free time now that I have a horse.
0: (laughs) And it goes on and on and on like that. Marina, thank you for for joining us.
3: (laughs) Get out of my head, Marina.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so fun to make. It's hard not to laugh during
0: it, but yeah. (laughs) Obviously, any... Horse person that watches that video knows that you are a true horse girl. They truly know that after watching that because all of those things are yeah. so true.
2: <laughs> I think what really got me is the, the, the one about the saddle pad. Like, oh, it's the same thing. And the polo wraps, they don't need to match. What are you like that? I <laughs> yeah. won't even hear that. <laughs> I know, psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like doing a crazy laugh. Like, that's not funny. <laughs> you
0: started this channel before starting YouTube channels, uh, became popular. Uh, and so you've been doing it for uh, several years. Where did the Gypsy Equestrian come from? Did you move a lot?
6: Well, my idea was that I wanted to move a lot. <laughs> um, so that was the idea of it and that I wanted to do traveling with horses. Um, like my, my dream was get a truck, get a living quarters trailer, and then just travel the U.S. with horses. Um, so that's, where the name came from. I have not yet fulfilled, <laughs> I guess, the name. But one day. It's still it's still in the future plans.
0: You know, we have a listener that's doing just that. She comes on the show, Jessica comes on the show uh, three or four times a year and tells us where she is, but she has been traveling the country doing just that, actually.
6: That is so neat.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, goals. There, there are good things and bad things about that lifestyle. Um, she will yeah. tell you both. So. What was your goal when you started the channel? You've done pretty well with it. You're almost up to what a million views. So you've done pretty well with this channel.
6: Well, so my my goals were I'm I mean I start didn't start riding. I had the dream to be a horse girl, but I didn't start until I got my first horse really um, when I was 25. So I was kind of late to starting, and I was like, "Man, okay, I'm never going to be able to give lessons because you know I'm not not a good rider." I'm never going to be able to train horses because I don't know how to do that. And so I was thinking, how can I be involved with horses and like as a, as a job? Um, And so I was like, well, thankfully to the modern age, we can, I can just be silly online and hopefully make money. (laughs) And then maybe that could turn into a horse career. Um, It has not yet. I just got monetized. And so it, it hasn't turned into like all my goals and dreams for it, but it has been such a fun journey and i wouldn't take it back but um it's not like a full-time a full-time
0: job take it (laughs) take it from us it took it took us about took me about four or five years till i went full time with horse radio network so it does take that period of time but if you stick at it you you keep being funny i think you're going to get there
6: i mean it also has just been it's been really fun to do so i did start out the channel um kind of more serious uh just like normal barn vlogs and that kind of thing. And I didn't really hit my uh, comedy side until I came out with one of the funny, like campers be like video. That was my first funny video that I made. And then I realized like, no, this is my personality. This is what I want to do. But I didn't know if I would have enough like comedy content, but there is. <laughs> you get around
0: more people. We've been you doing this every day for ten years, are. so I, th- I think that uh, there is enough out there. That's Jamie. When yeah. Jamie took the job ten years ago, her husband said, "What are you going to talk about after two weeks?" And here we are, mm-hmm. twenty six hundred episodes later. So. yeah, <laughs> so much
6: content. <what,
0: John> <laughs> so you live. You used to live on an island. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. What was island life oh, like yeah. when you had horses?
6: Oh man. So difficult it sounds like um it sounds like a dream, and it and it partly is, but with horses, it was yeah, it's just a struggle. so we lived off of an uh, an island off of Seattle, so our ferry ride was about an hour um like once you parked in Anacortes and you boarded your ferry, it was an hour ride at least at the minimum, so we had that off island, so you can imagine the the pain of that. And then a lot of people, like if you wanted to shod your horse off Island, so everything is extremely expensive. There no, there's feed stores, but they hike up the prices like five times. So a bale of hay is like for just normal hay is like $25. Everything is extremely expensive. So, um, but very beautiful. They had amazing trails on the DNR, and those were open for us to ride. And I boarded at a pasture boarding place that had a gate to the PNR, so there were just hundreds and hundreds of miles of trails that were just beautiful, with beautiful views of the ocean and Canada. And, yeah, it was it was really amazing. But it was definitely difficult. If you were in a bind or had an emergency, it was a very expensive emergency. How, so, did, the,
0: how did the horses take yeah. going on the ferry? I assume you just drove the horse trailer onto the ferry and then went across. How did they take to that?
6: Uh, well, it was like, I mean, my horse did okay, but it is hard because when you have all the cars in the ferry, a lot of people forget to put on, to turn their alarms off. And so anytime the ferry makes any jolts, there's, you're in like a tunnel with a bunch of cars with car alarms (laughs) going off. So that can be pretty stressful, um,
0: for the horses. And freaking annoying if nothing else.
6: (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, and there's a there's a place like that you can go and sit up top, and you don't hear it as much. But when you're when you're hauling, you want to be there just in case something happens. So we'd have to sit there and wait it out with them.
0: Well, that's something I never thought about. You know what that would be like, but and then your that particular stretch of water off of Washington is known for being rough. I assume there were some not so yeah. pleasant rides on that ferry.
6: Yes, definitely. I mean, we thankfully, I only had the I only hauled her off a few times. Um, but for people who were showing, that was like a you know, it, it didn't really matter what, what the weather was doing. And so they would have to
0: brave the sea. And <laughs> hey, we're making Jamie sick. She gets seasick. So uh, oh, she's no. not having a good conversation right now. <laughs> I, I was wondering what are the positive
6: things
2: about living on an island?
6: Um, well, you know, everybody, like there were, there not very many people that live there, obviously, cause it, it's a tourist town. So in the summer it's, it's busy, but during the winter, it's kind of close, um, closed. So, I mean, you know, everyone, that's great. It's like all the benefits of privacy, um, and community, really small community. And then also like when COVID hit, we didn't really feel that impact for a long time. And so we were kind of just reading like everything that's going on but it didn't really hit us. And we ended up moving in September, so I don't quite know how everyone's faring there now, but just in general it felt really safe and quiet and just a really nice community aspect of about it.
0: If you can afford it. It's like going it's like li- the people who live in Hawaii. It's very it, it's nice to live there, but it's also very expensive. There are some, you know.
6: Yeah, trade-offs there. There's, for there's sure. some
0: trade-offs there for sure. Well, this it's called Gypsy Equestrian and you also have a store too, right?
6: Yeah, I made a few different little, like, shirts that I wanted, and so I, like, designed, so I put up a few of those where I was just like, oh, I want this on a shirt, and so I made it for myself and then just posted it on there as well. So it's kind of a small little uh, shirt store, I guess, or coffee mugs and stickers.
0: Well, she has other videos called Barn Pet Peeves, uh, How uh, Girls Treat a Horse Versus a Car. Uh, There's just a lot of fun ones on here. Oh, that's got to be good. (laughs) Just a lot of fun ones on here. Go subscribe today uh, and join the thousands of others that have done that. Marina, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much.
6: Yeah, thank you, guys.
0: And take care. We'll talk to you soon.
6: Nice to meet you. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye
0: there you go. I, you know, I don't usually go down YouTube rabbit holes when it comes to horses. I let you guys do that. But for some, some reason that day, I was going down and I ended up watching about 10 of hers. And I was like, oh, I got to get her on the show. Yeah, <laughs> so, she's, a, those are funny. You know, I did a YouTube rabbit hole last night. And I don't know how I got on this one. but it was uh, And it was mostly c- compilations of TikTok videos of people who sing for their relatives or friends for the first time. Have you gotten into any of those yet?
2: They sing.
0: Yeah, they just start singing. They're they're videoing and they start singing for the first time, and it's the reaction. And they're good singers, and it's the reaction of their family or friends when they hear them sing for the first time. And I ended up watching an hour of those. So did you cry? Were some uh, tear? No, they were no, not tearjerkers. Just it, it was funny seeing the reactions of the family when when this person just starts belting it out, and they're going, "Oh my god, you can sing!" <laughs> so it was cool. It was it's fun. I ended up down that rabbit hole. And I'm not a TikToker, so that was the closest. I'm I'm going to get to TikTok. I think is watching. Uh, I, so
2: I was talking to Abby um, and her boss. She's waiting tables at a, a local restaurant and her boss was like, you know, she's 18 and he, and she, she doesn't drink, you know, she doesn't smoke. She doesn't smoke. Pot, she doesn't do any of those things that like a normal college aged 18 year old, 19 year old would do. Right. And he's like, don't you have any bad habits? And she's like, yeah, I'm on TikTok all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like she really like yeah, that's a she's all she's a TikTok rabbit hole kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never understood the
0: appeal, but now after watching these compilation videos, I kind of get it. I get why you would get sucked in. Yeah, uh, oh. but I don't have time to get sucked in, so I'm not going to do that. We're not going to do that.
2: Move on. Move
0: on. If you ain't met one by
2: now, you're bound to sooner or later.
1: He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Or straight.
0: That's right. It is the time of the week when we do some really bad ads, and those ads are submitted by our listeners. Uh, They find Craigslist ads or YouTube or not YouTube, but uh, Facebook ads, and they submit them to us, and we just have a little fun with them. We have prizes that we give away every month, although I I don't have the prizes yet for this month, so we gave away the prizes. (laughs) It's going to be good. Yeah. Next month or next week, we'll tell you about the cool prizes, but uh, Horselovers.com is the one who provides the prizes for us every month, and we gave away $500 worth last last week. So we're just gonna do some ads for you today. Now before we get to the ads, Glenn,
2: on after are we doing the post show on the subject we've been teasing all week or are we gonna make people wait until Monday for that?
0: Uh, that's up to you.
2: Okay. All right, well, we'll get through this pretty quick then, so we'll have time for that.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so uh, submitting ads uh, today that aren't on the show because we just don't have time to do all of them, but they get credit for the next round of prizes (laughs) is Casey, Faye, Carrie, Courtney, Jen, Dana, Caitlin, Adrian, Hannah, and Ursina. All of those. Oh, you're so close. You're so close to getting all of them right.
2: You're so close, Ursina.
0: Not Ursina.
2: All right. Well, let's hear the first one comes from Ariane.
7: Hey, Jamie and Glenn. This is Arianne from the coast of Oregon. Arianne. There you Uh, go. I was going to send this ad to you so that you could read it, but honestly, I'm wanting to try out my Southern accent. So here we go. This is from Cheap (laughs) and Free Horses in Oregon. I really thought I found a good horse here, but I didn't. Unfortunately, Stud Muffin has to leave. The people I got him from said he was good on fence, but he's not. He pushes it and all unless it's hot. He has good ground manners and has been saddled, and that's as far as I've gotten. He is okay around mares in hand. He stands tight, etc. He will throw good babies or be a good gelding. Hint, hint. PM for more information. 800 Smiley Face. Thanks for looking. And there's a picture of a very ordinary, nondescript bay horse.
0: So geld that isht. Bye yes, guys. girl. <sighs> Which southern state do you think that accent was there, Jamie?
2: <laughs> That's <a> Southern Oregon. <laughs>
0: Good attempt, though. That was a good try. Uh, Alicia sent this one in. This is a picture. Okay, let me describe the picture. It looks very southern. It, there's palm trees, and it looks like Florida. Uh, and It's a very short ad. <laughs> it says, horse pony, P-O-N-I, horse pony, $1,000. And there's a picture of a horse pony standing in front of the palm trees. It's more pony than horse, I would say, wouldn't you, I think?
2: Well, you can't tell because he's pretty far away. <laughs> he's pretty away. far away.
0: He's like half a mile away. But
2: the ad is very descriptive, <laughs> so you kind of get a good feel. Yeah,
0: good feel for what the horse pony is. Uh, and uh, it's so far away that they avoided having to brush it and look clean that way, see? That's uh, what I'm saying. But tri- the
2: ad really describes a lot. Yeah. Can you see at the bottom how descriptive it is?
0: Uh, female. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It's female, by the way. The horse pony is female. So That's and
2: you that's know what with this
0: particular hat I wouldn't even trust that so you might want to take a look underneath when you get there because I'm not
2: sure. It's female. <laughs> what kind of horse is it? Female. I mean, like what kind? It's
0: female. It's female. It's a horse pony. It's a breed horse pony.
2: Now I'll yeah. just offend the rest of the southern listeners because remember, <laughs> y'all, I'm from Georgia. I can talk like this because this is how my daddy sounds. So um, this one came from Rachel and it's a three-year-old mare in Kershaw, South Carolina, Uh but it's three-year-old mare comma, no spaces in Kershaw SC comma got last week from a sale barn was told to make a decent family horse. This was a lie. (laughs) Unless you hate your family. (laughs) She's not really able, not catchable. Well, bite Paul Kick Rare. Positive that she was drugged when I got her. I got the receipt on what I paid. Looking to recoup some of my money. Right at 15 hands. Do by we, the way. We don't have the no price, do we? <laughs> no. But she's 15 hands. And but in the picture, it's a cute little uh Patchy twat, uh, they call them like the paints, uh, and uh, <laughs> she is um, tacked up. The saddle's probably about eight inches too far back, but um, she's wearing a saddle and a bridle and standing all by herself. <laughs> <I don't
0: know laughs> what's going on? Yeah, because nobody can get near her because she'll get kicked <laughs> yeah. or <a> bit. <laughs> I right. love it. I
2: love it. This was a lie. This was a lie. Laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have the next one.
2: Wait, you telling me that you bought a horse from a sale barn and somebody lied to you? That is crazy. Yeah, nobody
0: ever drugs horses at a sale barn. That's that's <laughs> illegal. Nobody does that. Oh. No. No. Uh,
2: the next one it came from Brooklyn, and uh, this is Tennessee horses. So we got a good collection of Southern ones. And it is, I have. Let me tell you that anytime I say the word like two or they anytime I say something that should be a is a, also a number, just know that they put the number there. I have two mustangs, three and two very three year old is green broke follow you everywhere two year old had a saddle on him two did very well what I don't know <laughs> 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 i don't I don't know that was my like, fault what two very
0: three year old two I just see
2: all the numbers and it's kind of like hurting my brain. Um, And it's in hot pink, too, so... Yeah,
0: Yeah, there's that. And out of Tennessee. The South is being represented well today
2: man i'm probably here let's go up north
0: (laughs) aaron sent this one in and it's a vermont there we go it's a vermonter this is a vermont horse and you could tell by the snow in the picture and this is a picture of a (laughs) horse in front of the woods in the snow just staring straight at the camera looking like i hate you this horse has that hate i hate you look on or you haven't fed me in a long time please do feed me i don't know which uh the ad says she's 3500 dollars. message me don't call that number if you're interested, five-year-old mare located in Vermont. Okay, it's a $3,500 horse. I want more of a description than a five-year-old I'm gonna mare. Need a, I'm
2: going to need a little more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you can get away with that with a $100 horse or a $500 horse or even a $1,000 horse. But 3500 I want to know why you're wanting 3500 for this horse.
2: Uh, you know what? I'm going to need more information. I don't care how old it is. I don't yeah. care how much it costs.
0: It doesn't look very tall either, but then who knows? There's no reference other than the very tall trees behind the horse, so I don't the know. The
2: photograph is, has cut <laughs> off her front legs as well. So yeah. um, It has and no it's, front
0: feet. They're not sound, yeah. so we're not showing those.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Laureen sent this next one in, and God, I wish she would have sent it in herself, because I would have loved to hear her describe what she sent, <laughs> oh which God. is a horse trailer fixer-upper for $650. <laughs> I wouldn't pay that. Mm -mm. No. Uh, It says one or two horse trailer with drop down ramp. Maybe spring assisted, but spring may need some
5: replaced.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you, it does. It does. And you know what else needs to be done is um all of that rust before you approach this trailer, get a tetanus shot. Number one. Number two, um maybe weed whack around the bottom of it to get the four foot tall weeds. Does there's it have an wheels? An actual tree in front of the whole thing. Can you see on the picture <laughs> oh, on the right? Yeah, there's how would you a, get there's the a trailer tree. out.
0: It grew up around <laughs>
2: There's as thing's been sitting there a long time. There it looks like it used to be like it started out white and somebody's like, "You know what? Let's paint it. Let's paint it red." And then somebody else is like, "You know what we should do? We should paint it green." And then you know what somebody else said, "You know what? Let's just paint it yellow." And then somebody was like, "You know what? Let's just let it rust."
0: This is completely rust covered and it there literally it's grown up you cannot see the wheels. I don't know if it has wheels. I really don't. Uh hmm. but $650 is a little much for something that's just rust.
2: I mean, this is,
0: (laughs) this is, I'll post that in our auditor room. That's a classic. That's a good one.
2: And remember, (laughs) we have to post the trailers in our auditor Facebook page and not our horses in the morning Facebook page. Because why Glenn?
0: Because every time I post it and I posted one in the last couple of months just to see if it would happen again. And it did. I'm sure you noticed. Uh, If we post them there, somebody writes that they want to, they want to buy it. And where's it located?
2: Hey, we all take six hundred for it. And where are you at? Yeah. No, no. It's really fun to read your replies to these because I don't write <laughs> back. I just read because I can see the messages as well, and it's like Glenn. Hey, this is a radio show. We're making fun of this. Yeah, like, you don't want to buy it. No. Um, Sarah sent the next one in. Um, and this is this is a Craigslist ad. Okay, fifteen-year-old pinto pony selling for client. We'll only go to pastor. Oh, pastor. I thought it was a misspelling. No, pastor, but it's not. We'll only go to pastor or priest because this mayor needs Jesus. (laughs)
0: That's a first in all the years we've been doing this.
2: Oh, my God. We'll only sell to pastor or priest because this mare needs Jesus. Great mover. Can buck like no other. Lots of go, especially when you're trying to mount. Great stop by the gate. Cute. Sweet-looking little girl, very cunning and smart. Almost like the devil himself lives inside <laughs> her. Once she is exhausted from evading you in the pasture, she stands for the farrier and is up to date on everything. Lunge as well, if you don't mind the occasional dislocated <laughs> shoulder. Great project pony for a child that you might hate. Hope you live close because she don't load either. <laughs> Is somebody selling They were right honest, now?
0: Like, And if you notice, they put a video. So these were extremely honest people. I, I would yeah. love to watch the video. I, this we, is
2: like somebody who was like, you know what? I bet I can post this and get him really bad ads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, whoever put this up there, you did. Congratulations. And it was very yes. well written. That's a first in all the years we've been doing this.
2: She needs Jesus.
0: <laughs> Emily sent this in, and it's from Alaska. I don't even you know I was in Alaska. They don't seem to have an accent, so I can't do an accent. They sound like they sound like normal. Um, so this is Alaska classifieds in Shugayak, Alaska. I Shuggy look. Yuck. What is it, Shugayak? yak, Shuggy yak. Shuggy. I am looking for on or more good horses. Sorry, but I am not interested in buying any older horses. I want them young and healthy. I would prefer a turnkey deal where I get everything I need to ride immediately. Saddles, bridles, halters, blankets, etc. Possibly a trailer and a feeding and watering equipment as well. So if you're someone that has one or more horses and want to relieve yourself of that responsibility, let me know. We might be able to help each other out. I'm an experienced ride who grew up on a ranch in Texas, but I haven't owned a horse for a long time, and I want to get back into it. Shoot me a text, and we'll start our conversation there.
2: Oh, my gosh. You know what? I know of a 15-year-old pinto pony selling for a client that needs to go, are you a pastor? (laughs)
0: Because we got the deal for you. This is the first one that wants everything, including the trailer.
2: <laughs> and, like, could you feed it, too?
0: Yeah. <laughs> they want everything.
2: Hey, guess what? It's still snowing.
0: Is it <sighs> Yeah. Is it minus All 10 right. yet? You have that it, to look my forward feet, to My weekend. feet
2: are so cold right now, I can't even tell you.
0: <laughs> You're in the house. You're not even in the barn.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Know. All right. Here we go. Scott's going to end the day because we like when Scott ends the day.
1: Yes, we do. Hey, this is Scott from Virginia. And this fantastic bad ad looks like it was inspired by the same donkey search as the one Jamie read last week, but I had to give it a go myself. (laughs) From Facebook, no particular group. And it reads, ISO heathen donkey. We are on the hunt for the meanest MFing donkey in Texas. I'm looking for a donkey to live with our cows to ward off whatever roid rage driven coyote I saw this morning slinking around our heifers. I want a donkey that's never seen a halter and is probably a war criminal. I'm talking a take-no-prisoners donkey. A donkey that wakes up at 4 a.m., sniffs its tobacco, then mainlines black coffee it brought back from Nam in the 60s. A donkey that is basically your homophobic great-uncle Larry with hooves. Emotionally damaged and mean to everyone. Mostly just wants to be left alone with the scotch and the evening news, but will use a pellet gun on the neighbor's kid if they try to get their ball out of his yard. I want that personality in a donk. A donkey that doesn't hide the fact its sole intent is to rip the throat out of any dog it sees and bathe in its blood. So if you have that ass, hit a sister up. <laughs> oh,
7: God. Hit
2: a sister up!
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, I didn't tell you this. Jennifer went outside before the sun came up yesterday. She always takes about 6.30, quarter, seven. She always takes the dog out for the morning walk. Walks out right around the house, and there, standing in the driveway about 10 feet away is a coyote.
2: Oh, here, kitty, kitty, kitty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the dog obviously startled uh, at that. Jennifer startled at that. And the coyote startled at seeing the two of them so early in the morning in our driveway and took off. But it was the first very close-up encounter. We've seen him from the distance, but not 10 feet away in our driveway. So...
2: Man, I had to tell you, I looked out in the pasture. My dogs are barking from inside the house. So they sense something. I look outside and there is a coyote that is ginormous and he's probably a hundred yards away from my house. So I open the door and I'm like, Hey, get
4: off my lawn.
2: You know, like, get out of here. Hey. Okay, Clint. <laughs> and I'm clapping. I'm trying to get rid of him. And that coyote looked at me and shot me the bird like he was like this is a my house bitch and I live here you don't and he didn't leave so then I'm like well I'm gonna let the dogs out because you know there, all, all but the little ones, and then they so they chased him off. So great, and then but he was huge, and my and my neighbor called. He was like, "Hey, I saw some big prints on the trails. So be careful when you're out there riding." And I was like, "Yeah, no, I saw him. I saw him in my yard." And he's like, <clears throat> "Yeah, um, I heard that that's a coyote high wolf hybrid." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> so it's like a wolf?" Yeah, that's what he said. So it's a wolf. It's been running around here. How for many years. chickens are
0: left by the way?
2: <laughs> oh my god. I said, all of them. They're good. I can't get rid of these things now. <laughs> Nobody wants them. <laughs>
0: oh my god. You know,
2: we The, the girl who rents uh, who who farm sits for me has shared some of her chickens with us and then they keep every time I go down to the barn and open the coop there's more chickens in there and I'm like enough. With the (laughs) chickens, so I can't even tell you how many we have right now. And Chad's like, "Where's the heated the the? Where's the heated the like lamp? You know, the heat lamp." And I need to put it on the thing. And I was like, "It's in the garage of the tiny house." And he's like, "Why?" Well, it's currently incubating chickens right now.
0: And he's like, "What? Oh
2: my god! How many more?" I was like, "I didn't want to tell you.
0: (laughs) I made a mistake." Yeah. So you bought another heat lamp I
2: assume. <laughs> I'm I'm heading that way after the show actually.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the coyote was in the fee or in the driveway next to where the pony is, where a scooter nice. is. And crazy. and I'm thinking, you know, if he goes after Scooter, that Coyote's not gonna is gonna regret that. <laughs> That's not gonna go well for the Coyote because Scooter will kick the crap out of the Coyote. Scooter will take care of himself. I'm not worried about Scooter at all. Uh, Scooter will take care of himself. I mean, Scooter takes on full size horses and wins, so there's no problem there. <laughs> But yeah, it is weird when when you when you see the wildlife that close.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, too much wildlife. <laughs> we have a. Flock Again, of- I tell I tell them all. I'm like, you can all stay here and live happily ever after as long as you don't scare me. Once you scare me once. We're going to have a problem.
0: Our equestrian neighborhood has a flock of turkeys, too, that keeps growing. I, uh, the flock of turkeys was out by our house the other day, and it must be 30 of them now, full size. I mean, some big turkeys. And uh, there's the flock was about 10 when I saw them two years ago, and now there's about 30 turkeys. So they keep, keep growing. Cars in the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you next week on Monday. Have a, All right, y'all. Have a, be safe this weekend and drive safely this weekend, everyone.
2: It's Bay, Neuter, and Geld. Yeah.
0: You drive safe too, uh, with your minus 10 I degrees in get Oklahoma. Heat lamp. I'll drive safe with our 80 degrees and sun. All right, we are out. Oh my god. Good cash today. That worked out well. That was good.
2: Yeah. So check this out. So N- Nicola James, she's a listener, on auditor in England. In England yeah, yeah. She posted that she was screaming at her phone. Oh, because yes,
0: I know. I love that. I love that getting, one.
2: <laughs> I feel terrible. Like I, like, I guess I was super insensitive, you know, talking about how, complaining about my first world problems, right? Yeah,
0: but I didn't think so. Because for those of us that don't go to work every day, we don't realize what people who actually yeah. go to work every day have to go through. <laughs> Well, I
2: said she was uh, she was talking about how she was so jealous about when she heard me talking about like a Super Bowl party and I said what where are you and what are you like what's the rules? Cause I'm like, are you not legally allowed to have a small family gathering? She's like, she just responded. I'm trying to work out if it's easier to say what we can do or what we can't. In England, (laughs) we can leave the house to one shop for essentials, non-essential shops are closed exercise, but you can only exercise with one other person from another household work If you can't work from home. For medical reasons, you can leave the house. You can leave the house looking for looking after animals. Schools are all closed. It's been that way since January 4th, and they found out, find out February 22nd when things might change. Two
0: months. And remember, they were closed down for months last year. Yeah. Oh. By the way, the other thing we can't do today, because I'm still dealing with that situation. It came up again, so we're not going to do that today. What? What are you talking about? The other thing we were going to talk about in the post-show that we've been teasing.
2: Why can't we talk about it?
0: Because I just got another email, so I need to deal with that situation. I From really the same do. person? Yeah, yeah, I just can't. We can't talk about that today because it's too identifiable to one person. So, uh, Is that person an auditor? No, but uh, you know auditors can share, so we're we're gonna avoid that today. Sorry, auditors, you don't get to hear that story. Die!
2: Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm dying here.
0: <laughs> Sorry, you don't get to hear that today.
2: Did you get a reply to the email you sent to them?
0: Yes, I did. Yes, I is did. it nasty? Uh, it was. Um, it, it wasn't nasty, but it was questioning. So, oh, now we okay. got the auditors all gone. Now they're all just bouncing oh off the gosh. walls. Oh my gosh,
5: once
2: we are able to reveal this to you guys, you're going to die laughing. This is such a funny thing. But yeah, I guess.
0: I'm just trying to avoid an issue. That's all. Let's just say we're trying to avoid an issue. But I will say we got good news yesterday for those that want to be cruisers. Um, is for Michelle called and got our rates lowered a lot. Why? Like, I uh, because of our group rate, she got a better group rate. So, to give you an idea, our rate went down five hundred dollars for Jennifer and I in one day so it looks
2: so amazing and wonderful and awesome if it just wasn't a boat
0: <laughs> so we I, uh, would love I think we booked a bunch of cabins already um so we're going to be uh go check if you checked when I first talked about it go to horseradio networkcom slash cruise and check the rates again because they've dropped significantly so well,
2: they posted it in the heels down happy hour Facebook page which you should revisit and maybe talk to the heels down host to promote it because that is a cruising group of people right there
0: yeah they were Having a good time in that post, I saw. Um, yeah. yeah, I will talk to them about that. But yeah, so I did want to mention that the rates went down significantly yesterday. Michelle works real hard for us. Uh, and by the way, if a uh, piece of advice for anybody taking a cruise from now on, uh, do not do a cruise without a travel agent. You must have a travel. It's the one thing that travel agents are left doing. And God, when something goes wrong, they just handle it for you. Or when they constantly are looking for better prices, it's just. I would never book a cruise without a travel agent. I don't have to call Royal Caribbean and beg or you know try and do something make a change. She does it all. I don't know how they make yeah. any money because we don't pay them extra. They get paid by the the cruise line. So yeah. I just wanted to mention that.
2: All right, I have a thing from Southern Blessed Chaos, a blog, um, and chaos? I wanted oh, Southern God. Blessed Chaos. And I, I was reading I through it. I was trying person. to find. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some holidays, and Valentines themed gifts or something like that. But you know, I mean, it's boring to talk about like what we want. You know, flowers and chocolates and all those things. You know, blah 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 blah. Stuffed animals. And from what I no. learned,
0: horse girls don't want all those things. So. <laughs> we
2: don't want that crap anyway. So I found a list, and this can is I a tell woman. you what
0: Jennifer wanted? Can I before you do your list? I asked this her. Is, I said, "This I'm, is legit." Uh, yeah, this is legit. I'm not making this up. So um, I said, "But you know, what, what about Valentine's Day? I'm not really going in stores right now. I'm not shopping things like that. We're not going out to dinner. So I mean, there's not that." So uh, she said, "You know, I." And then I said, I, "You probably," jokingly, I said, "You probably want a break from me. You want me to take the camper, and go away for a couple days." And she looked at me and said, "That'd be wonderful."
2: <laughs> <gasps> awesome.
0: <laughs> this is two people that work in the same house that have been together way too much for the last year. So, guess what Get, I'm doing next week? Does she even know where you're going, or does she? Even I'm going care? to a state park. She knows where I'm going, but I'm taking the camper. I have some projects I need to work on in quiet. So, for work, and I thought, well, if she wants that, then I'm just going to take the camper and go. So, that's what I'm doing. That's her Valentine's gift. Is getting rid That's of me. That's
2: a great Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> Give her a little space. Now I found a list. This from Southern Blessed Chaos, which is the worst Valentine's top five from her sweet but clueless husband. She says,
0: and it oh, starts is it out. she actually I've, got.
2: These are gifts she actually got. Uh, She said, I've been married to my husband for 21 wonderful, blissful years, and it's quite an accomplishment. And uh, through the years, the holidays have been so magical, memorable, and loving, except one, Valentine's Day. She says, if my husband had an arch nemesis, it would be St. Valentine. She said the first year, she figured it was just bad luck. The second year, maybe he was having a bad day. Third year, it disappointed me. Fourth year, I was Googling neurological problems and the fifth year I got really pissed. <laughs> so uh, the list, is, she says, the, number five, this is the from fifth to first, the worst Valentine's Day that her husband had given her in the 21 years of been married. So um, Barry walked in from work one year and the kids ran to show them their loot from their school Valentine's Day party. And he runs out the door saying, oh, I need to run to the store. And she said, he comes back proudly with, Wait for it.
0: Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Go ahead. The gas station fake rose. Oh my God. A plastic rose, Ah!
2: (laughs) chapstick, and a heart shaped box of those crappy tasting chocolates. You know, the one that has four pieces and could fit in your pocket? Total spent four dollars not that i I ever did
0: that of course i I don't know how i know that but
2: (laughs) she said i know it cost him four dollars because he gave it to me in the dollar store bag with the receipt stuck to that (laughs) damn box of chocolates
0: i would have Uh, taken the receipt out
2: (laughs) i mean then she said i was hoping the bag streak was over then there was this one. I came in sitting in my chair as a little rat box with a beautiful bow. She says, I eagerly opened it. And it was a lovely necklace. After I hugged him, I put it on and said, how does it look? And he says, oh, I need a closer, yeah, closer look. I haven't seen what she picked out yet. And he, the wife's like, she, who is she? Might I ask, uh, my sister, I asked her, asked her to pick something up for you. And why couldn't you go and pick out something yourself? Well, she was going to the dollar store, so it saved me a trip. (laughs) By the way, we owe her $5 plus. Number three, the year he realized he better up his Valentine's Day game, he went and shopped and not at the dollar store. Mind you, he carefully chose the perfect gift to give to me, expressing how much love we had shared through the years. And he was so excited about it, too. Bless his heart. Uh Oh she said bless this heart it's gonna be bad the gift was a brand spanking new deluxe model vacuum cleaner
0: what a great <sighs> gift number it's so two. practical
2: <laughs> number two i actually asked for a roomba last year but that was so i didn't have to vacuum
0: uh number that two work out anyway
2: I love it. Oh, good. It's awesome. Uh, This one almost didn't make the top five fails. However, due to a series of mishaps, it snuck right on up to number two. She said he was at work that day and it was a Monday. That morning, he had purchased a gorgeous, really big, heart-shaped box of fine chocolates. He finally got it right. He left it in his car, locked it up so there was no chance of anyone stealing his perfectly thought-out, expensive, divine box of chocolates. Folks, we live in southern Mississippi. Unfortunately for Barry, the high reached 85 degrees, (laughs) which was reached by 10 in the morning on a gorgeous, sunshiny day with not a cloud in the sky. And he worked a 12-hour shift that day and came home to present me my gorgeous big box of chocolate soup with a side of paper wrappers. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't read this one ahead yet. So she says, number one, this is it. My husband's number one all-time winner for Valentine's Day gifts Nothing, just nothing. Yep. After all those years of bad choices, poor timing and unfortunate events, he gave up. And I'm so thankful he did. It was getting to where I suffered a migraine every February 15th. (laughs) So now he just quit. He's like, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, She says, happy Valentine's day from my family to yours. And may your chocolate not melt and your gift not suck. (laughs) Yay! <laughs> Southern blessed chaos. I love it. I'm going to follow this And on, this on that note,
0: good luck all, this, all the horse husbands out there this weekend.
2: <laughs> good luck. There's a more opportunity to fail than you ever knew.
0: <laughs> uh, good luck fucking up. We'll talk to y'all later.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's so easy to screw up and so hard to do it right. So, uh,
2: you would know. Yeah, I know. I've had
0: lots of experience.
2: <laughs>